Welcome to Gross Anatomy. Are we live? We're live, Dr. Cohen. We're live, Lauren, with our end-of-year Gross Anatomy podcast. With our special edition end-of-the-year podcast. Wow, because we're special? Is that why? Because everyone's had a hard year, and why not recap some of the better parts of it? True that. Everyone has had a hard year. Are we going to discuss the sights, smells, and sounds of medicine? Oh, yes. <laughs> the very last podcast, of course, ever got our intro. Yes. Right. Where what we do here is explore the sights, smells, and sounds of medicine and how it pertains to pop culture, meaning movies, TV, books, and the world around us. Right. And radio and podcasts. And radio and directors. And we've had so many interviews, which was our goal of last year. We said yeah. our resolution was to get more interviews. So I feel like. Right. And who are you? Oh, I'm Lauren Taylor. Oh, okay. <laughs> <Not everything. laughs> well, it's the weekend. We're, we're, we're doing it at, at a non normal time mm -hmm. at the end of the year. We're all kind of, our brains are frazzled. And I'm Dr. Jason Cohen. I still am. You and you still are Lauren Taylor. Right. Yes. So yeah, today I just kind of wanted to get into, just pick your brain about the year that we had. What a year so, it was. Yes, we are going to get into good things, and this isn't going to be all about COVID. I just want to know as a doctor. COVID, what's that? I know. Yeah. But 2020 for you as a doctor and everything that we've gone through, what everyone keeps calling unprecedented times at nauseum, is what has changed for you as a doctor? Anything? Um, what's changed for me as a doctor? I, I don't know. I don't know if anything has changed. Well, a few things have definitely changed. We've never done telehealth visits. So that's, that's a brand new thing for many doctors is the whole telehealth and, and the ability to actually bill for the telehealth visit. That, that's a big deal too, that Medicare actually set up, I think, a code that, that doctors could actually get reimbursed, albeit pitifully, but they could get reimbursed for televisits. So, so that definitely changed the ability to uh, follow up with patients that way. I, as a doctor, still love the connection. The, the other thing that certainly changes, I've actually operated now on patients who I don't know what they look like. What? Explain. And patients have, have had their surgeon operate on them, and they don't know what their surgeon looks like because everybody's in a mask. Oh, okay. Right? Like okay. normally you make what? this connection. You could see everybody's right. face. You could see right. everyone's smile. It is bizarre. Like I really you know, to some degree, I don't know totally, you know, it's not like I go and look at people's pictures and things like that, mm -hmm. or, or once they're asleep, go up to the head of the bed and say, oh, that's what he looks like, you know? Mm -hmm. So, so to some degree, I've, I've taken care of a lot of people without knowing what they look like. And people have let me take care and other doctors take care of them without knowing what the doctors look like, which is kind of bizarre and interesting. It is, and it's surprising because we had a contractor doing some work, and then I like I had my mask on, and he briefly took his mask off, and he was not at all what I thought he would look like. It is right. like you think, like oh, you kind of know what they look like. You, it's uh, sometimes interesting under that mask. Right, and it's really funny. We have some newer staff members in our office that um, you know took off their mask for a second, but they were in our office for months, and I didn't know what they looked like. We hired these people, and I had no idea what they looked like. And yes, to some degree, hiring 
um, is probably more equitable to some degree now because of masks, you know, yeah, it, you there's less bias. Looks. Yes. Right. Which is kind of interesting. Mm -hmm. And you have to interview people like via zoom. So you only get like different clips of them. Exactly. Exactly. So I think those are good and bad things that have changed as a doctor. Mm -hmm. um, the other things that have changed is, well, hey, you know, it's an ongoing evolution. You know, I, you know, I was even telling my kids at dinner last night is I literally pretty much gave up my 20s and 30s. I mean, my 20s um, to become a doctor. You know, I, I was a doctor by age 25. Uh, so I've, I'm more than half my life. I'm a doctor. Um, but from 20 to 30, actually 20 to 32 was when I was training to kind of start working. And it's, it's pretty crazy. So, you know, the first 10 years I worked like a dog after those, you know, from, from 30 to 40, but I'm still working harder than I, than I'd like to be. And so that's mm -hmm. another, another something else that's, that's thinking about is, is how to, how to not be working as hard as I'm working. Like, for example, I'm on backup call this weekend. We operated, I got up at two in the morning last night and we were operating from two to about five, no, two to six last night on two different surgeries. Then I came home for about an hour and a half nap and then I was back operating again at eight, eight thirty. That's crazy. Um, it's like, it's like you're still a scrub in some aspects. You work just as hard. Have you encountered any, surgeons who have figured out how to yeah there are part of the thing is we, we our group does a lot of general surgery so as a general surgeon um when we're on call um you know that's when emergencies come in so there there are a lot of doctors who aren't doing the emergencies but but we tend to do a lot of the emergencies because unfortunately or fortunately it, at least with what we do um when we're available for an emergency, the people who call us are like, wow, these guys are great. They're available, you know, for my patients and my, and patients will be like, wow, these guys are great. They're available when I have an emergency, I'm going to call them for the elective stuff too. Right. It's such a, it's such a competitive town that, that, you know, they'd find someone else to do it, you know, so you kind of have to make yourself available. Luckily, you know, I used to be all by myself, but now I have a whole group and partners. So it's not like I'm doing it all the time, but, but the mm -hmm. week that I am doing it or two weeks of, you know, two out of five weeks, it's pretty hectic. I'm sure. Yeah. Do you feel that like same sense of you're constantly doing good? So does that help in some way? Like the tiredness, you know, like a lot of people work really hard, but they feel like what they're doing isn't contributing in any way to the good of society. Do you think yeah. that like helps you get through it that you know that you're doing something? Yeah, that definitely, that definitely does help the, the, the fact that we know we're doing good for sure that, you know, that's what, that's what kind of allows us to, to do what we do. Um, but sometimes, you know, I, I gotta confess, you know, there are times that even though I know I'm doing good, it's still, it still is hard, you know, it's, it's mm -hmm. still kind of hard, but, um, you know, I think that's why, you know, to some degree, that's why I did work so hard in my 20s, you know, in my 20s to kind of be able to be used to this. You know, right. if I didn't work that hard in my 20s, it, it would be a lot harder. But, you know, when I woke up at two, when I got up at two, I was like, yeah, OK, I'm getting up, you know, because yeah, that's what I do. You're not nervous. You know how to go into every situation. A little bit. You know, it's like, you know, everybody always says to doc, to, you know, to me, 
Um, you know, aren't you worried? You know, you're going to be tired. Um, and, and what I liken it to is, you know, uh, at the end of the game, uh, you know, when, when the, the Lakers are down a little bit, uh, and LeBron's been playing the entire game, but he's a little tired. Are you going to be like, LeBron, why don't you just sit out? No, LeBron's going to play because that's right. what he's been trained to do. And you're going to want him out there and he's going to be the best guy out there. And it's kind of, and that's, that, that's, that's what I kind of say in terms of what the training did for us is it kind of, I'm the LeBron. I think uh, <laughs> I can see why you're a mentor. That was inspiring. There you go. I Thanks. like that. Yeah. Um, okay. So, so those are a lot of changes. Those are a lot of changes. Yeah. What about 2020? What's like the best thing that happened to you this year? Can you think of like a pivotal moment or anything kind of putting you on the spot? Yeah. I, wow. Have I had a best thing that happened this year? I've been doing a lot of cooking. You know, that's a good thing. Mm -hmm. Oh, you know, what was good this year was, um, I, I actually, this year made a deliberate effort to really be home for dinner. Mm -hmm. um, especially since my kids are, you know, much less social, unfortunately, with the whole physical distancing. Um, I think we all kind of got closer, you know. So for the most part, I, I think, you know, I, I really, you know, I, it used to only be like one or two nights a week. Now, for the most part, it's at least four to five nights a week that we're home for family dinner, which which has actually been a great thing. That is nice. I heard um, Conan O'Brien on his podcast talked about that, how this is like the first time he's been able to like have dinner with his family because he doesn't have to record shows at the same time. Yeah. But uh, his kids don't like it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mine actually do, I think. Mine actually, actually do. They get annoyed, though, when it's like when I don't remind them and let them know that there's going to be dinner because they'll t or if I'm going to be a little later, like dinner's going to be like at seven or eight because then they'll eat a snack and then I'll come home and we'll be like dinner. And they're like, Dad, we just ate. And now we got to eat again, <laughs> which we is. Like and we make them sit with us and then they wind up eating a second time. So actually that's one, one negative about having dinners is I find that one way that I was able to kind of keep weight off was by not being home for dinner all the time. So now that I'm home for dinner, um, you know, I got to be even more aware and conscious about trying to a not eat so much, which is hard, but B be active. But another good thing is you got that exercise bike. We got to Peloton just a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. And I've been, I didn't Peloton today, but I've been trying to Peloton. It's a verb. I'm making it a verb. I like it. I'm sure yeah. it will be soon. Um, yes. Okay. So we what have- What about you, Lauren? What, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you, what, what's something good that happened for you this year? I'm putting I you got a house. That. That's right. thing. And it's keeping us busy during all these different lockdown rules California is going through. When did you buy it? What month? In April. So you kind of got in early before everything yes. got crazy. Yes. So you were smart because now, you know, occasionally my wife and I play the game of look around buying a house. Everything has gotten ridiculous. So you, you guys kind of like are geniuses. Yeah. I mean, everyone thought we were stupid, I think, because they were like, well, who knows what's going to happen? And we kind of, we closed before everything got locked down. So it's just how it is. Yeah. And you guys are brilliant. Everyone, and you have a plant. And you're keeping right. the plant and alive. A really healthy plant. We still have I think a dog. I want us to plant. show the plant uh, um, in a picture of a okay. post. 
Okay. It's a cool plant. I we got to show the plant. It's, it, it's a, it'd be nice if you could actually show the plant from when we first started zooming <laughs> okay. and I see know. how it's grown. It's growing like crazy. What about productivity? I, I actually asked, you know, I, we, we restarted our pre-med program. So one of the questions I've asked uh, so far, we're interviewing virtually. So, you know, at the beginning of this whole lockdown, I at least thought I was going to be pr- productive and get a lot more stuff done. Um, and that lasted for a couple of weeks for me because the lockdown really didn't affect me as a doctor. You know, things are just as busy for us. They, they mm-hmm. kind of quieted down for a minute and then kind of ramped back up. So it's funny. I'll talk to my friends who are like, no, I'm not doing anything. I'm still pretty much living my same normal life. Um, other than it's less social, it's just with my family. So I have not- a good thing because you have less time to like, I feel like a lot of people have just more time to like look at the news and just constantly be worried and stressed, which is terrible for their mental health. But I was hoping to be more creatively productive. And and other than one table that my kids and I sanded Mm. and then restained, um, creatively, I, I didn't get a chance to do what I really- wanted to do what about other than thankfully this podcast with you well, what about you sense. yeah because you don't have more time yes i've had a little bit more time i mean uh as everyone keeps telling me being a homeowner you never run out of projects to do so right that we've done creatively yes i've done some writing i always want to be doing more uh i still haven't like gotten up every morning and written four pages like i tell myself i'm gonna do me too no all you're supposed to do is one page it doesn't have to be four pages Oh, all right. Well, a page a day. Right. So right. that's always my goal. And yeah. I seem to completely fulfill it. Yeah. The other nice thing that COVID's done is because my kids, you know, I was always the one waking up uh, early to get my kids up for school and get them ready and all that stuff. Since they're, since they're doing school virtually, which I think is horrible actually for kids. Um, but since they're doing it virtually, they don't have to be up as early. School's not starting as early. So I'm not having to wake up as early as I used to pre-COVID. So that's kind of... And sleep. More sleep is always one of your goals. So yeah, I have been getting more... That. Yeah, I have been getting a little bit more sleep, believe it or not. Nice. I love yeah. that. Yeah. All right. So I kind of wanted to get into some of your favorites of the year. Like what was your okay. favorite podcast interview of the year? I, I, I can make a guess. Yeah. That, not saying that you liked it better than others, but just because it was um, special to you, I'd say it's um, Dr. Samuel Shem, the author. Yeah, I, yeah, I think you're right. I, I mean, we we actually had some great, you know, our our um, you know, one of our major New Year's resolutions, yours and mine, was to have more guests, and I think we we definitely did that, right? We we mm-hmm. definitely had a lot of guests. Um, but, but, and, and, and they were all great and I loved it and I, and I'm looking forward to having more, but I, I agree. I think meeting Dr. Shem, the, uh, the author of house of God, and then, um, man's fourth best hospital, which was his follow-up, which was his uh, reason to come on the show. That was really a highlight. He, he was a really amazing guy. Um, and I, and I enjoyed that. What was that? What was your favorite, Lauren? Ooh, I liked a lot. Um, I like the one we did with Dr. Robert Clapper. Um, yeah. We just talked the whole time. The stories were so engaging. I didn't have to do anything. I was just like transported. And um, also shout out to him, my mom. I think that was her favorite interview of the year because she loves the New Yorker episodes. Like she loved 
uh, Sharon Feldstein too, because she's an oh yeah, like, that was cool. great. She, she liked, was great. Like such a, a blast having her. Yeah, like the flow of the New Yorkers, how they're able to talk is always like fun interviews. Um, you know, just about Dr. Clapper. I was in the operating room last night, uh, um, and one of the uh, we're doing laparoscopic surgery with the scopes and the cameras, and there's a endoscopy tech, a special tech who helps us with the equipment and all that stuff who was there. So he was also talking about, he knows Dr. Clapper too. And he was talking about the Dr. Clapper episode. He had listened to it and, and he just thought it was great too. And I was like, yeah, but it's funny, you know, we didn't get a word in edgewise and we were cracking (laughs) up about that, but it was, but it was a great episode. And, and, uh, and I told him that he needs to listen to um, Dr. Clapper had me on his radio show and, and he needs to listen to that because, uh, um, but I'm looking forward to hopefully, uh, uh, doing more with Dr. Clapper because he was fantastic. I know. So we had, we had so many good interviews. I've learned so much from all the doctors on the show personally about different health topics and stuff. Different. Yeah. Yeah. How to take care of myself better. So I've appreciated all the interviews. But those were some of my favorites. And then let's see. I also thought it was fun having having Jackie, our old uh, co-host, you know, mm-hmm. re- getting the gang back together again. Um, uh, Jacqueline Broussard. I thought that was really great having her on just kind of nostalgic. I almost wonder if we should do like a once a year with her, you know, every every year, you know. To- we definitely should. And she's always doing something interesting, like something yeah. very Hollywood-like, different jobs that she's doing. Um, exactly. She's a micro-influencer, so that's yeah. kind of fun. Yeah. No, I loved having her. She's a sweetheart. Um, all right. So what are any, do you have any future goals or resolutions for the future? Since this is our year end. Yeah. Year so resolution. So- my goals are, so I have a bunch of goals. So my goals are to try to exercise even more. Um, lately, th- this last week or two, I've actually kind of slacked, right? You know, I try to do at least an hour and I've only been able to do like a half hour, 45 minutes. Uh, and today I didn't even do it at all. So I, I still have time today, but um, I really strive to do it, to exercise at least six days a week. But I think the goal is to really strive to do it seven days a week. Um, and at least ideally for an hour and a half every day, believe it or not. Um, I think if you're doing that, you could pretty much eat anything you want as often as you want. And that's kind of the reason. Uh, certainly, I'd like to eat better and I strive to be plant-based. And I, and I talked to a friend of mine who lives in Florida who, who has recently, over the last couple of years, gone plant-based too. And he's stricter than I am. I talked to him yesterday and I was kind of envious. And I was thinking to myself, I got to... I got to be better because I do believe there's a lot to being as plant-based as possible um, in terms of just overall health and avoiding inflammatory issues and things like that. Right. Um, That's, those are health resolutions. Um, Creatively, I do want to write this book on mentorship. So that's, that's my creative goal. And I, and I, uh, unfortunately, I'm very behind on charting. Uh, and I, I'm the kind of person that if I have something like work-wise hanging over me, I can't do my creative stuff. I get, I, I just get paralyzed. I, I'm unable. I, I'm just a procrastinator, unfortunately. When I it think it would be stuff. really cool if you. So you have all these doctors come in and talk to your like pre-med students. If you just had like a photo of them and just like highlights of everything that they say, like this is the hardest thing for me, or this is what I learned, just like yeah. like a, I should take notes. You're flip, right. Flip through book, just like yeah. so people can 
can learn just, you know, like people love books of quotes because it just yeah. like helps them get a little motivation for the day, like a little That's motivation true. for all the pre-med students. I think that yeah. would be cool. You know, it's funny. Last night I was talking about um, to my kids at dinner. We do Friday night dinner. I was talking to my kids about Dan Ariely, the the writer, the the economic. Uh, um, he's a psychologist. He's a PhD. He, he he's amazing. Um, and you know what? We need to play or or show a picture or something. He actually, you know, we we invited him on the podcast, uh, and I persisted. And he actually left me a recording. I, I don't know if I played it for we, you. We posted it, I think. I we posted the recording of him Thank actually you. giving the in, input of, of uh, you know, he actually responded oh, to it. No, we didn't post it on our Instagram. I'm sorry. We actually put it in the ep- end episode. I'm not sure what episode it's in, but we, Got it. <laughs> we were talking about it and you played it um, while we were doing ah. that episode. So it's in an episode somewhere, the actual recording. Yeah. So that was pretty cool. And, and there's a, there's a Dr. David Agus, who's a, a medical oncologist, who's a pretty remarkable guy. And I, we actually had him in our pre-med program and that was a pretty fun interview having him. He's a, he's a TV correspondent too. Uh, you know, very, he's on the news almost every day talking about COVID and this and that. So that was a fun interview, not for our podcast, although I, I think we should invite him to be on the podcast too. Okay. Yeah. So that's also one of our goals we've got to get about. Dan Ariely, we got to get him on the show. Right. But I'd, I'd like to start trying to reach out to, you know, some more public figures maybe and, and see what we could do about that. So then I wanted to get um, just like a few more minutes, get into like the best of. This should be easy for you. What was your favorite movie of the year? Not that there's been very many that you could go to the theater to see. Did I even see any movies this year? You never watched any? What about that? Netflix movie. You must have watched something. I know. I'm trying to think. What What did I see that I liked? Um, oh, I watched The Godfather 3 re-edited by Francis Ford Coppola. you got to watch it. Really? Yeah. It's a and lot it's better. Decent? Yes. It just came out. He Really? He re-edited it. So it's still, you know, it's, it's The Godfather. So it's still really long. And it's right. still not going to be the best one. One right. and two are always going to be better. But it's uh, it flows a lot better now. And Sophia, he, he made Sophia, um, <laughs> no. what's your name, a, a decent actress. He was able to, yeah. Oh, that part still stands out. Right. I still. I heard it was supposed take. to be like Winona Ryder or something. Or that's or what something. I heard too. And then yeah. something fell through, and he just. I'm sure he was just so overwhelmed. Yeah. Just like you do it. But right. obviously, he's even said if he could go back and do it again, he wouldn't have done that. I mean, exactly. there's just so many actresses he could have pulled that had experience. I don't understand why they let that I know. Happen. And the the scenes with her and uh, Andrew Andy Garcia were, like, cringeworthy. Those, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's not any better. But right. I think right. he might have edited some of that a little bit of it out. The gnocchi-making scene. Yeah, it's not great. Yeah, it's, not great. <laughs> it's very quick, though. I'm trying to think, what did I, you know, uh, what did we see? Movie-wise, help me. Did I see any movies? Mm, on Netflix, I watched Mank. Uh, oh, how was Mank? I want to see it. Well, I think I, I, didn't, I watched Citizen Kane before because my husband had never watched it. Oh. And that movie is just so good that when I watched Mank, not that it's trying to be like Citizen Kane, I just yeah. still didn't think it answered enough questions for me about Interesting. the movie. Interesting, yeah. Um, 
What did we see? I'm, I'm trying to think. My kid made me rewatch La La Land. I had seen it before, but that doesn't count. Um, what was the best movie I saw? I don't know. I didn't prepare, Lauren. How, how horrible is that? I got, I'll have to think about it. Yeah, Nothing well, really stood out this year in terms of movies. That's not your fault. Like Tenet came out. Wonder Woman just came out, I guess. I, we wanted to watch it last night, but we didn't. Maybe we haven't talked about a lot of the movies this year just because we can't go to the theater. Yeah, it's been more about TV a little bit, but we haven't even done that much TV. It's all unfortunately been like COVID. Yeah, and then best of TV, we know Big Mouth. Do you have like a second favorite show? Uh, yeah, you know, watched a lot of decent shows. Um, in terms of favorite shows, well, you know, it's not that it came out this year, but I thought Peaky Blinders was, was a pretty great show. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I need to revisit that. I only, I think I only made it to the second season. Really, I really, I really did enjoy that. There was a show with Sasha Baron Cohen, uh, I think called The Spy. Mm-hmm. Um, did you see that? No, but I know and what you're talking about. It's not a comedy. He's like this Israeli guy who infiltrates, you know, one of the Arab countries, and that that was pretty intense. Um, I thought I thought that was really good. Um, what else did we like this year? You like the, the undoing. You like that, right? No, I didn't love the undoing. I mean, I, I, I thought, I thought, you know, the acting was great, but I, I didn't, I didn't love the undoing. No. All right. I feel the same way. So that's not my favorite. Yeah. You know what we did like, surprisingly, we liked, um, what was the, the Branch Davidians? We, did you watch that? We really liked that. Um, we were surprised how much we liked that. It's uh, Waco. Did you watch Waco? Oh, yes. That actually came... Yeah, so that just came to Netflix this year. And I think a lot of yeah. people watched it. That was really good. I thought, oh, and we watched The Queen's Gambit. That was really entertaining. Yeah. Okay. That's the big one I'm forgetting. I think yeah. that was my favorite show of the year. I really yeah. liked The Queen's Gambit. Yeah. Um, what about Mandalorian? I like it, but it's a it's a kid's show. It's yeah. just like... Any, any medical shows? Let's, was there anything worthwhile medical? No, but we are supposed to, we're going to try to watch The Resident. Our, we have to watch The Resident. So that's, our home, that's one of our resolutions or homework assignments for next year. Is a new reality show coming. I think it already is on Netflix called The Surgeons. So Ooh, we got to check out that and see why okay. they picked them to be on a reality show. And not us, yeah. yeah. Oh, we did watch the the um, the Lennox Hill TV show. That was pretty interesting. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, it was okay. I only watched the first season, the first episode, though. Right. Or maybe and, one and a half. Yeah. So we're we're just right now. We're actually watching the first season of Scrubs because a lot of our uh-huh. viewers recommended that uh-huh. as their favorite medical TV show. And a lot of people did. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just like a light show to have on, like the background. It's pretty funny. Yeah, that is a good show. That is a good show. My daughter is having us watch right now The Bates Motel. Ooh, that seems too uh, psychological for me. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 pretty interesting and and pretty warped and stuff. But I, um, it's not too scary yet. You know, you and I hate scary stuff, so mm-hmm. I, you know, it might be worth watching a little bit. And interestingly, you know, this was a big year for my kids. My kids watched, have been starting to watch more adult 
you know, serious movies. So they watched Taxi Driver and one of them watched One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Oh, right. Yes. Yeah. Which is pretty interesting. And did you guys watch Nurse Ratchet? Or just I think she was going to start watching Ratchet. I'm not sure, but that was that was the reason why they watched it. Last episode or a few episodes ago, we also talked about people's people of the year, and we decided just Baby Yoda should just get the title, so no, there's no controversy. I but think also, that's the best people person of yeah. the year. Yeah, but we also had a listener and gender neutral too. I mean, it's so perfect. True. Yeah, we also had a listener email us about um, another guy that she thinks should be person of the year. So I thought it was worth mentioning. His name is Yuri Williams and he is the founder of future superhero and friend. So he goes around like recently, he just gave a hundred baby Yodas out to kids. See, it's all about baby Yoda. Yeah. So that's why she sent us the link too, but you can go to future superhero.com and see all the stuff that he does. Just, just one man trying to do his best to like make homeless women, men and children in need to just smile a little bit, give them backpacks, just like little things that, a normal person can do to like really help out. So yeah, it's pretty cool. I, I yeah, I, I saw the clip. It's pretty cool. What about for gross anatomy? Any other resolutions? Um, just get more listeners. Just get yeah. interesting material. Just keep keep searching because we've done a lot. So just finding new angles. I think another resolution should be us doing some TikToks. I do think it's worth. I had an idea too that you should do a little. Um, little dance on Instagram to say not like, doing any dancing. There's no dancing. What if, what if you did an Instagram video? I'd be willing to do some like pointing and stuff, but I ain't doing any dancing, Lauren. And then just take an Instagram poll and say, do you think I'm TikTok worthy? <laughs> just see what yeah. I don't know about that. We'll see. We'll yeah, see. I wouldn't I wouldn't be able to do it either. All right. So the pointing thing. We'll get you to point at some We could do some pointing with a pointer. Something. Good. All right. So All right, Lauren. See you on TikTok in the future. All right. Well, thanks, Dr. Cullen. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, everybody. Let's make uh, 2021 uh, better. better because yeah. it, it really can't be. Well, it can be worse, but hopefully it's not going to be any worse. Oh, this I did take away from this year, too. I always think about what you said. You say stay physically distant, like the appropriate amount of distance, but stay socially connected. I and think, I that's, think so that's important. very important. I did a lot of Zoom calls with my family members over the holidays, and you can tell it helps people. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for leaving us with that. All right. So thanks, everyone. Thanks for listening. Happy New Year. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for being with us in 2020, and we look forward to 2021. It's scary. It's turning 21. 21. 21. Bye. Happy New Year, everybody. That's it for this week. Thanks for listening to Gross Anatomy and be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you can check out more episodes on the evolving sights, smells, and sounds of medicine. Gross Anatomy is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition.